Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio, making people superhuman for almost 13 years now. Uh, today's show is the Blueprint Power Hour. My co-host, Rob Regish, will join us in just a minute. I've got to mention a couple things real quick. And that is, first of all, All-American Pharmaceuticals. Who are they? They are a title sponsor, and their brand is All-American. I'm sorry, EFX Sports. They dropped the All-American from it, EFX Sports. And they make some amazing products. EFX Sports has crealkaline. They have carbolin. They have a new BCAA product that is just people can't get enough of it. Uh, They have a uh, pre-workout called Training Ground. And, of course, they have a variety of really fantastic whey protein products. Uh, And they have another product called uh, Hardcore, which I believe is a, a fat burner. And these are their most popular products. And they're popular because they work. But Dr. Jeff wants you to know that they work before you plunk down your money. So what he's decided to do is you can get six of their top-selling products absolutely free. Carbolin, Pure Whey Chocolate, BCAA Lemonade, uh, Pre-Blueberry Workout, Crealkaline, Crealkaline Hardcore, which has a little caffeine in it. That's what it is. And much more, always surprising people with lots of other stuff. By going to my website, superhumanradio.net, clicking any one of the EFX banner ads, and putting your mailing information in, and you will pay five bucks and change uh, for shipping, but it's legitimately shipping. This is not a free one of those free offers where you pay nineteen ninety five for shipping and handling, and that's actually all the product is worth. And... Dr. Jeff wants you to try these products because he believes that no one should buy anything until they try it. How do you know? You test drive a car, right? And uh, he puts his money where his mouth is. Show them some love. Check them out. And now without further delay. Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regish on the Superhuman Radio Network. Hey, Coach, how you doing? I am much better, thank you, this week than I was a week ago. I didn't tell anybody why you took off last week, uh, but yeah. but Rob, uh, actually Jennifer uh, came home from work in an emergency situation and texted me from Rob's phone. And I had planned on doing this show, Old Man Strong, with Coach Wade. And this is going to be a kick-ass show. Yeah. And so I said to Wade, hey, man, can you just drop in and we'll do the show today? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I, no one knows what happened to you last week. So if you want to tell them, you can. And if you don't, you can just gloss over it. I'll just say this. Please listen to the tip of the day today. It's going to tell you everything you need to know, and it very well may save your life. Yeah. So uh, what's going on over at uh, CoachRobRegish.com? Anything exciting? There is nothing to pimp right now. Huh? We're, we've, got, we've got new articles up, of course, and few other things on the site, but um, there's nothing to pimp, per se. <laughs> so, other than the fact that there's there's so much good information at the website. There, I, uh, honest to God, there is, and free information at that. Yes, but, yes. You know, 
visit, check it out, check out the articles, check out some of the back training, get a sample issue of the Blueprint Bulletin. You do all those things for free. So, um, yeah, we're, we're, you know, soon we're going to have something big to talk about. I can't say anything right now, but I'll just leave it at that. CoachRobRegish.com. 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 Say it three times, and just like Beetlejuice, you'll be stronger. You've got it. There you go. All right, so anyway, let me uh, get to the first question. I'm just opening this up right now. Sorry, I'm slow moving this morning. Uh, The first question comes from Mike Graham. He said, uh, I have a question about deloading. How do you know when... And once you've decided what the best way to deload is. Yeah, and that's a timely question because I'm in the midst of one right now. But first, let's talk about what a deload really is and why it's a good idea to do so. Generally speaking, a deload involves either a complete break from the gym or a reduction in the intensity, volume, and or frequency of your workout. So if you study things like linear progression, you'll notice that it ultimately fails with time, every time. And the reason for that is simple. As you grow stronger and add either weight or reps every week, maybe both, it logically follows that the stresses grow on your body. You thus need more time between workouts to, number one, recover, And then, two, add that little bit of extra muscle to lift more the next time. The problem is most people have fixed training schedules, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or some number of set workouts per week. At some point, the stress has become so great that you can no longer recover from the workout, much less, you know, build muscle from it. A plateau is going to set in. And if you're stubborn enough to try and train through it, you will either get one, hurt, or two, sick, sometimes both. So for the past several months, I've been making big jumps in upper body strength and lower body. Um, And and that obviously is very gratifying, right? Uh, As I reach the point on several exercises where I am now stronger um, than I was in my 20s, and certainly more so, I'm stronger now in my upper body stuff than before I injured my shoulder. So, you know, feeling like Superman. But something curious started happening about a couple weeks ago. I had to drag myself to the gym, and I really wasn't looking forward to my workouts. Right? That's usually, in my opinion, the best indicator that it's time to deload. Right? A strong disinclination to train is a warning sign. Hmm. Anyway, I rolled in there on July 11th on a Wednesday, and on my first warm-up set, I felt a little something kind of in my pec delt tie-in. I wasn't sure, though. You know, I thought, well, maybe you're imagining things. There wasn't any pain, really, but it wasn't a good thing. That much I could tell. So I started my first work set, and after just two reps, I knew that it would not be wise to continue. So I stopped the workout, right, and decided to take some time off of training. Now, time off. Time off doesn't necessarily mean 
you need to stop going to the gym. Although that might be the best course for many people. I, I will still go sometimes to work on my conditioning, like sled work and stuff like that, and maybe some small muscles like neck, calves, and abs, but ab- absolutely no heavy stuff, especially for the upper body in this pec delt thing. Um, I should have deloaded sooner, but I am fully convinced I avoided a pec tear, and I had a, I'm glad that I at least had the discipline to stop there. So, here's how it is. Don't be afraid to deload. In fact, here's a little story that will help you deload. For the longest time, I was trying to flat bench the 130-pound dumbbells, tried three workouts in a row, and nothing doing. I mean, pinned. Then, I took precisely 12 days off, and here's where your training journal helps you. When I came back to repeat that workout, I got the 130s for four reps. So think about that for a second. I was at a point where I literally couldn't budge them to doing four reps with ease. And I did it by taking 12 days off. Here's the bottom line. Deload the second your mind becomes bored with your next workout. You know, Or you're going to notice other signs like little aches and pains that just don't go away. You might notice a change in appetite or you're not sleeping as well. Those, those are signs as well. The heavy weights aren't going anywhere. I promise you they'll be waiting for you when you get back. So I hope that helps. And, and another, another thing to watch out for is libido. One of the, one of the early signs of yeah. being overtrained is libido. Yeah. Um, you know, a Coach Dan John came on my show and – I guess it was probably at least, well, I was still in Arizona, so it was at least eight years ago, maybe nine. He was coming on pretty regularly back in the day. I got to get him back on. But anyway, he, he told me a really nifty little trick um, that you can help quantify whether or not you're starting to get overtrained. And it, it works very easily. So you find the keyboard, you open up a, a page on Microsoft Word, whatever you want. You pick a key, H. You set a clock for 15 seconds, and then you hit the clock and you tap the H as many times as you can in 15 seconds. You do this after a, 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 you've been off for maybe a week. You're well-rested. You're sleeping well. Libido is on high. You're eating well. You feel great. You're burning to get back in the gym. You do it then, and then after you do it, you count how many times you hit the H key. Ah, okay, 15 seconds, I hit the H key, I don't know, I'm just pulling out of my ass here. 75 times, great, that's your baseline. Now you go and train, and you're training for a couple weeks, and you think to yourself, man, I, I don't feel right, I wonder if I'm getting overtrained. You do it again, you will not be able to hit the H key as many times, you just won't, because the nervous system starts to slow down when you're overtrained, and yeah. you'll try as you might, but you won't get the same number, and you'll say to yourself, I am flirting with overtraining. What do I do now? And then you can take the deload or just take some time off completely. I mean, I'm off. This is my fourth day off. I felt like I needed it. Um, but that's, a, that's an easy way to assess overtraining because your nervous system is what slows down first. Yeah. I, I remember reading about that, and, and I am going to put that into practice starting today because I'm at the end of my 
kilo. Yeah, I'm going to wait. I probably am going to take off tomorrow, too, just for the hell of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I swear to God, I feel my libido coming back strong today. And it's, it's amazing. I, I was overtrained. You know, I came right home from trashing my body in Ireland yep. and didn't didn't miss a beat. Went right to work, started training again. And the, a couple days ago, actually, it was uh, I trained Friday. And Saturday, I didn't feel like training. I was supposed to train legs. And Sunday, I didn't feel like training. And Monday, I didn't feel like training. And today, I thought, you know what? I really feel good today. So instead of being the idiot that I am and go jump right back in and crush myself, I'm going to take another day off. And that's what I did. So let's see what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Um, The next question comes from Howard Sparks. I listened to your comments about anacyclist perithrum last week, and it jogged my memory a bit. I had great success with anacyclist products about six years ago, but they don't make it anymore. Um, I was hungry all the time. And my muscles looked a lot bigger and fuller. Can you tell me how much is in your product Progenidrex and how should train and eat to get the best? How should I use it to train and eat to get the best results? Okay. So the amount of anacyclus in Progenidrex is proprietary. But I can tell you that it's within the established range that's necessary for a 250-pound person. You can actually check. Uh, the exact figures on examine.com. They have some postulated, you know, dosage ranges. It's also important to point out there are multiple methods of extraction. Water, ethanol, uh, petroleum, etc. We use the ethanol version given that one was shown to roughly double test levels in studies. The product's horsepower, though, isn't via some super physiological boost in test. It's simply there to maximize what you do have to let laxoginin, which is one of the other ingredients, work optimally. So if you study Dr. Vian Sirov's paper, uh, papers rather on laxoginin in the former Soviet Union, he's very clear that an optimal level of testosterone maximizes laxoginin's ability to boost protein synthesis and muscle growth. Instead of a, this huge rise in test, Progenodrex's formula leads to a big increase in your ability to consume, digest, and assimilate food. I mean, you know, literally, you can eat a huge meal, and a half hour later, you're hungry again. You know, the old-time strongmen all... If you buy and read their books, which I encourage you to do, all of them spoke to the importance of cultivating a world-class digestive system because they understood muscle isn't created out of thin air. It comes from the food that you eat. Now, having said that, Progenitrex's real trick is that it allows the user to eat a higher-than-normal amount of carbs, yet it doesn't show around the midsection. That's very, very consistent. It's, it's important then to maximize your carb intake while you're using it. I would suggest a 200-pound person get at least 400 grams of carbs a day, and that's not difficult to do given it makes you ravenously hungry and you know that many carbs is only 1,600 calories. Furthermore, the carbs seem to be shuttled directly into muscle as you can see and feel 
a very visible effect. Your muscles are fuller and harder. I know of no other product that's non-hormonal that can do that. Users also report an additional four to eight pounds on the scale in as many weeks, you know, after which you should definitely take a break. With respect to training, any progressive overload training should work well with it. I'll tell you, though, that early on I piloted several training programs to use with it, and one of them really stood out, Charles Daly's Stack 10 training. Stack 10 is, is a progressive six-week plan designed to greatly accelerate your gains in, let's call it, one stubborn, one or two stubborn barbell lifts. Now, time doesn't allow me to do justice to it here, but suffice it to say, it involves doing successive sets of 10 repetitions, starting with just the bar and adding 10% more weight each set until you fail to hit 10 reps. If we got time later on, I'll go over an example. But finally, you'll recall that a few weeks back, I asked for feedback from people, anyone that's used an anacyclist-based product. Um, unfortunately, some of the better ones have been taken off the market, but I got an email from Rob Sadler, uh, and he says on Progenitrex, which contains a hefty dose of anticyclist, I have more energy during the workouts than even with Synthogen, but both help. I tend to have better performance on Progenitrex, though. My shirts fit tighter when I'm using it. It's very noticeable. Over the long term, I've noticed my muscles appear larger, particularly shoulders, chest, and back, even when I'm not using it. Now, this is my note. That's because the actives in anacyclist, they, it t- takes time to both accumulate and wash out. So even though you're off for a month, you still get some of the effects. Um, and he goes on to say, I'm both heavier and leaner. For proof, I got measured for a suit two months ago. When I went back to pick it up <laughs> two months later, it was too big in the waist, and I had to take it in. But my weight on the scale is the same. And then finally he says, clothes don't lie. No, they don't. So if you're interested, um, Progenitrex can be found at PredatorNutrition.com, and you can read more about it at CoachRobRegish.com. Uh, I think the world of anacyclists, it's only in one or two products out there today. Why? I don't know, because, like I said, visible and feelable. Very. Well, we've talked about it, too. It's where you source it from as well, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks, you know, we use a 5% um, alcohol extract, and all these people are like, oh, I've got 10%. I've got well, But what's, what's anacyclist standardized for? Is it standardized for anything? Like, is it for alkaloids or anything like that? Alchemies are the act- are the active ingredient, and those are the ones that take time to both accumulate and wash out of the body. Like around the two to three week mark, you you start to notice like this all day pump, and it takes maybe a month after you've stopped it for that effect to go away. Yeah. So they accumulate slowly, and they are passed out of your body slowly. It's really, it's brilliant stuff. And if you can combine it with things like laxogenin, creatine, hydrochloride, which I use, 
uh, R-A-L-A, the combined effect is, in, in a word, and this is the word most used on Predator's reviews, brilliant. Yeah. So We're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions answered by Coach Rob Regger. Stay tuned. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. Eat dessert again with the new 100% natural line of high-protein, low-carb Quest protein bars. I love lemon cream pie and strawberry cheesecake, but you can choose from chocolate peanut butter, coconut cashew, or cinnamon roll as well. No matter which one you try, you'll feel like you're eating dessert. But this is no ordinary dessert. With 20 grams of high-quality whey protein isolate, 17 grams of prebiotic fiber, and sweetened with stevia, these bars will make you feel like you're cheating, but you're not. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Quest Protein Bar banner ad to learn more about these clean and delicious protein bars. Who ever heard of a supplement company that lets you pick the products they make and sell? What you have now, we are All-American Body, a factory-direct supplement brand proudly brought to you by All-American Pharmaceutical. Don't pay more somewhere else. You can get the same or even better products directly from us. Now check this out. All-American Body is a brand about you. Tell us what to make next so you can save big. Go ahead and request a specific ingredient. You know, arginine, citrulline, vitamin D, a product type or category, keto, greens, naturals, herbals, nootropics, and even a specific 
branded product or formula. We'll either copy it exactly or make it even better. And best of all, it won't cost anything close to what you've been paying, period. And if we do end up using your suggestion, you'll get the first bottle absolutely free. We'll also give you full credit on that product's description page. You'll be famous signing autographs and people asking you to take pictures with them wherever you go. So head on over to allamericanbody.com right now. That's allamericanbody.com and make your product request today. All American Body, crazy savings, insane results. This is the Superhuman Channel, doing reps with the weight of the world. Welcome back. So the next question is a very, very common question. It's probably asked a lot. And this one comes from Scott Mazza. He says, I can't figure out whether to train for muscle or size or power. Are there any hard and fast guidelines that you follow, and do I need to split these phases up? Yeah, it's a tough question to answer because there's so many different philosophies, you know, on how best to go about it. Now, there are those that will tell you train for size first, then power. Still others are going to cite examples of power lifters who laid a great base, and then they went on to become very successful bodybuilders. If I had to pick one of those two approaches, it'd be the latter, without question. Arnold, Franco, Colombo, and many others spent their early years laying a groundwork by getting bigger and stronger in, in the power lifts. And then, of course, they went on to become some of the most successful bodybuilders that ever graced the stage. I have a slightly different perspective, and it's this. I don't think the phases need to be exclusive of each other, meaning it's possible to mix pure power for strength training and body, more bodybuilding-type work. In fact, I think one reinforces the other, so let me explain. When I start my workouts, I almost always start with one of the big three power lifts, and I train according to loading patterns, right? My sets and reps are not arbitrary, nor is the amount of weight that I use. It's all very precise. They're strictly designed to get you strong in that movement. Once those sets are completed, I have two to three assistance lifts where I'll slant those sets more to the hypertrophy end of things. So, for example, after the box squat, I'll perform leverage squats. Let's call it five sets of six to ten reps with just one minute, though, in between sets. I'll finish with two sets of two or three sets of glute ham raises, um, but on those I'll rest a full three minutes between sets. My box squats are the heaviest lift of the day. So by the time I get to leverage squats or, or weighted step-ups, sometimes I do those, that weight actually feels light compared to what I was squatting with, and it definitely needs to be lighter given the fact you're working with only one-minute rest intervals. After those, I'm really huffing and puffing. So I move on to glute ham raises, and I return to adequate rest rather between sets. Using that method, you get a nice mix of ever-increasing barbell poundages, power, and some good growth stimulation from the hypertrophy work. The alternative is to separate each phase out for at least three weeks, but there's a downside to doing so. As you raise one strength quality, 
you lose the other. And the further away you get away from it, the more you lose it. So meaning while you're working on hypertrophy stuff for, let's say, three to six weeks, you lose power and vice versa when you transition back to power training. So, you know, there you have it, Scott. I mix both, and I have found it to be very effective. I see no reason why you can't gain on both fronts. You might not use the actual sequence that I've, you know, put there. If you look at something like the West Side Method, their conjugate template, they mix both too. It's just they have separate days during the week for both qualities. So, Dr. Dr. Brad Schoenfeld, who does some so much research on the whole strength and hypertrophy continuum, yep. came on my show a few years ago um, after publishing a new study and said, if you want both, make your very, very first movement your heavy, low rep movement. Right. So get in there and do your five sets of five deadlifts or squats or bench presses or whatever. And then everything after that, do it in the higher rep ranges. Because then you're stimulating both neuromuscular adaptation and hypertrophy. And I, I, quite frankly, I, I've, been, I've been sticking to that rule for a very, very long time. It works. It works really well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think you're right on. I think you're right on about that. Uh, the next <clears throat> question comes from Henry Kozlowski. He says, I'm an extreme ecto and at which end. I eat a lot and go to the gym three to four days a week, all to no avail. What does an ecto need to do to put on mass? What is eat a lot? That's the first thing I'd, I'd ask. Exactly. It's very vague, right? A lot may be 3,000 calories, or a lot might be 5,000 calories. I don't know. Um, there's too much information that's not in his email, to give a very specific answer. Yeah, like how much of it's protein? That's right. a simple one. Right. And, and I don't have any idea what he does when he visits the gym three or four days a week. You know, if it's kickbacks and wrist curls, you're not going to gain much muscle. You know, you may be spending too much time on isolation exercises and too little time on the big basics. The first thing that you can do then to improve your situation is to become more precise. So let's go over a few examples. You need to know how many calories a day you're eating. Every day. No exceptions. You know, I'll be honest and tell you that that usually means eating the same foods day in and day out, so it becomes a chore. It also helps to have at least two of those meals a day um, being shakes. Why is that? Well, it's a lot easier to control the amount of calories in the shakes, right? You're going to need a minimum of 20 times your body weight in calories every day, possibly up to 25 times body weight. So for a 200-pound person, that's 4,000 to 5,000 calories a day. That is not easy, but it's what the extreme ecto has to do to start gaining in some cases. I would also suggest using compound exercises almost exclusively. That means squats, bench presses, deadlifts, all sorts of pushes and pulls. You know, forget about isolating your biceps, triceps, or any other muscle group. You know, nowhere in nature do you use muscles in isolation. They always function in unison. If you're worried, that means no 
curls or tricep kickbacks, you need a reality check. Your buys and tries get plenty of work, given you're doing justice to your, all of your pressing and pulling movements. You should be performing some sort of conditioning work, but not too much. Notice I didn't say cardio. I said conditioning. There is a difference. Traditional low-intensity steady-state cardio will chew up muscle and doubly so in ectomorphs. Instead, you're going to want to finish workouts by performing things like farmer's walks, tire flips, or sled sprints. The goal is to be in an oxygen debt for at least several minutes to improve your blood flow and to build the kind of heart and lungs that are necessary to plow through your workouts where you're achieving an ever higher level of work done per unit of time. It is not pleasant. I went to the gym the other day and did 20 sets of sled sprints, back to back to back to back, no rest at all. I fear that workout all week. I get, I get anxiety before it, but it's what I need to do to be better conditioned. So let's talk about the math that you can use to help quantify overload, because unless you're overloading the muscle, nothing's going, you're not stimulating growth, and therefore it stands to reason you won't grow. The math is as follows. You take the total amount of weight that you lift, the amount on the barbell, times reps, times sets, divided by time it takes you start to finish to complete. So let's say, for example, just for purposes of illustration, you lift 10,000 pounds in 10 minutes. That yields a number, a very significant number, of 1,000 pounds per minute. Your next workout, your sole objective is to move more than 1,000 pounds a minute. It's a tough thing to do, especially if your heart and lungs aren't up to it. So conditioning work, couple days, couple three days a week um, will help you with that. I'm going to wish you the best of luck. I know firsthand the frustration of being an extreme ecto. Um, but I will also tell you it's possible to overcome that. I sit here today at 6 feet, 250 pounds, from a starting weight of 143 at the same height. I stopped growing when I was like 15 or 16. It was crazy. If if I can do it, you can do it. I had no, I had n not much in my favor. The one thing I did have, have was obsessive compulsive disorder and applied to this discipline that's really helped me. You know, it's hurt me too, but it's, it's certainly helped me. Make it your mission in life to consume enough food and to lift enough weights to become a very big, very strong person. You know, I'm, I'm doing this steak and egg diet right now. Oh, yeah. And it's really easy to do. And I would suggest he try this. Try it for two weeks. I'm eating 3,700 calories a day. I'm eating a dozen eggs and two and a half pounds of beef. Yep. Sometimes pork. I have switched here and there. Try it. Try it for two weeks and watch what happens to your muscles. I guarantee you're not eating 4,000 calories a day if you're not gaining because it's impossible unless you've got cancer to eat 4,000 calories a day and not gain something, body fat, muscle, you right. know, 
a distended stomach. You'll yeah. see a difference. Um, but that's the Gironda diet, and that's the diet that's supposed to make you muscular while making you leaner. And it's worked for so many people uh, who've done it. I'm going to try to do it for 19 weeks. Fertile eggs, heavy cream, steak and eggs. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so there you go. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of the Blueprint Power Hour. Stay tuned. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse CanSee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how CanSee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. Hi, I'm Ashley Grace, co-founder of HM Company. Hemp CBD improved my life so much that I started HM Company to help others naturally feel better. You don't have to have had a severe brain injury like me to benefit from HMP Company products. If you're struggling to feel better, calm your brain, or better deal with daily stress and want to do so naturally, please try HMP Company products. Search HMP Company and use code SHR for 20% off and free shipping. That's HMP Company and code SHR. If you suffer from abdominal bloating, relief is here. Introducing Atrontil. Developed by a board-certified gastroenterologist, it relieves bloating where it starts, in the small bowel. That's why works while other remedies don't. In clinical trials, 88% of bloating sufferers who use prescription medications with no relief found relieve their symptoms. And it's available without a prescription because is made from a patented molecular combination of botanical extracts. It's not a probiotic. Plus, it's natural, vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. A-T-R-A-N-T-I-L Atrontil. Even the name is proven to make you feel better. Go to lovemytummy.com and use code SHR for 10% off. That's code SHR at lovemytummy.com. Lovemytummy.com. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. 
Now, the number one best-selling non-hormonal anabolic agent at PredatorNutrition.com. Progenidrex has established itself as the category killer. If you're having difficulty gaining muscle while staying lean, you owe it to yourself to try Progenidrex. 100% of store reviews rated it at five stars, the highest possible ranking. And today, right now, there are guys pouring their hearts out in the gym with little or nothing to show for it. Don't waste any more time. Go to PredatorNutrition.com today and get Progenidrex, the world world's absolute best drug-free muscle gainer spit that out right now this is the superhuman channel welcome back okay so the next question comes from gerard cruz he says I have a 16-year-old son who's just getting into weight training. How can I talk with him about steroids? I don't want him to die young. Yeah, well, the first thing you need to do is educate yourself about steroids. And I'm not talking about getting your information from TV and newspapers. You need to know the real positives and negatives of the drugs. And I say that. Because looking at the medical literature, very, very few deaths can be attributed to steroids. If any, here's funny, funny in, in, injection into the conversation. Yeah. So uh, last week, someone, some guy posted a thing about how IGF-1 is what causes cancer. And, and we know that that's not the case. IGF-1 speeds cell turnover of healthy cells and cancer cells. It doesn't cause cancer. And so I just posted on the on the thing on Facebook. I says uh, this is really uh, more complex than that. IGF one has pleiotropic benefits, actually, to cause tumor cells to die. Yep. And he goes, um, but it causes cancer, and I don't want to see people out there dying of cancer uh, like some bodybuilders who are using anabolic steroids. And I said, just curious, which anabolic steroids cause cancer, and what types of cancers? And he never came back. And the reason is he's a newbie, and he's trying to write blog posts, and he's going for the low-hanging fruit. But the reality is, other than prostate cancer, and now we know that it has nothing to do with testosterone because they're actually curing prostate cancer by giving guys testosterone. Did you hear that? Okay. So other than prostate cancer, there are no cancers caused by anabolic steroid use. None, no, nobody except Lyle Alzado, who died of a brain tumor. No bodybuilders are dying from cancer, right? Because of the steroids they're using. Now, they could be dying of heart problems, but that's because of the orals that they're using that yep. they cause the buildup of plaque in the arteries. But that's the same thing as if you take methylprednisone to get rid of that poison ivy that you have. Yep. Yep. So, you know, you will of course find plenty of media reports. Most of them bordering on hysteria to, to that effect. You know, steroids kill, kill. But in the way scientists compile and publish information, steroids as a class of compounds are remarkably safe. Having said that, here's what, what I would recommend, uh, you know, how to talk to your son about this topic. Sit him down and have a very open, frank, and honest conversation about the drugs. Instead of leading with these stories about people who flip into a roid rage 
and their head will explode off the leg press, explain that there's a lot of misinformation out there about the drugs. That'll get his attention in a good way and show him that you've really done your homework because odds are he already has. Why? You know, kids in the Internet. And the truth about steroids is largely a a click away for a lot of these kids. And remember, they want to believe that already. So understand, when you go to talk to your son about steroids, he's probably done his own homework. Um, This isn't heroin we're talking about. There are side effects, yes, absolutely. Yet those side effects are known. And for years now, bodybuilders know how to, largely know how to mitigate them. Building real credibility is difficult. It's not impossible. It's difficult. It's going to be impossible if you say steroids just kill people and leave it at that. You could say, look, we both know these drugs work. You know, if they didn't, nobody in sport would be using them. That's clearly not the case. But it's not the whole truth either. There are some serious side effects associated with their use. And those are particularly dangerous in developing males. Call it 15 to 21 or 25. They can shut down your long bone growth, um, leading to someone who's not going to attain their full adult height. Even worse, it's going to shut down his natural production of testosterone. And depending upon how much he's using and how long he stays on them, you know, that can be a permanent proposition. There are two risks, as I see it, of steroid use that stand out in my mind, and they are undeniable. Number one, you can never really know what you're getting, right, because you're going to be buying them on the black market. And number two, there are severe penalties insofar as fines and mandatory prison time in some instances, if and when you get caught with them. With respect to point number one, there are a lot of fakes out there. I mean a lot of fakes. You'll never really know what you're getting. And, and you know, trying, pleading your case to the Better Business Bureau is not really an option. You could be injecting Winstraw or you could be injecting Windex. <laughs> I like that. That's All a right? good one. Underdosed gear is one thing, but dirty gear is quite another. At the, one of the gyms that I train at, I, I didn't see several members for a few weeks. Turns out they were all buying from the same guy and got nasty infections that required hospitalization. Second, there's a very real legal risk of getting caught with them. Now, yes, it's ridiculous. Yes, it's beyond stupid that we're wasting time and money on this issue. But it's true. That includes buying, possessing, and if the quantity is large enough, being charged with distribution. Here's the, here's the really onerous part. Recent changes to the law up your risk dramatically of being charged with distribution because the way that they count steroid quote-unquote, units, has been amended and not in your favor. Let's just say it's not unusual for personal use amounts to constitute distribution in the law's eyes under these new guidelines. If you get popped in a school zone with them, 
the fines in prison time get doubled automatically. There's also asset, something called asset forfeiture. And some local uh, you know, and state police departments love asset forfeiture. Why? They, they can and will seize your vehicle, your bank account, and other assets. You know, and, if, and if you're a minor, sometimes they dig into your mom and dad stuff, just so yeah. you know. Right. right. Okay. So, so, and by the way, good luck paying for a good lawyer without those. Assets. Oh yeah, the, the the lawyers that also handle steroid cases know that you they that the the government has you over a barrel, and that you're basically a criminal, and they charge hundreds of thousands of dollars just to take your case. Yeah. Yep. So finally, you know, you may get lucky with a sympathetic judge who lets you off easy. Maybe. I wouldn't be counting on that. But understand this. If you think getting a job is difficult today, try getting one with a criminal record. You can pay your fines and you can do your time, but that record is going to follow you around everywhere. And most of the time, it's for life. Your son still not be, maybe, he might not be dissuaded, even with that. Oh, I'm going to tell you what will dissuade him, because I had this discussion with my son when he was probably about 19 years old. Good. Um, there's one final thing to hit him with, and I would phrase it like this. At age 16, do you really think it's your hormone levels that are holding you back? It is not likely, Okay. Offer to get him help with his training or diet. Hire a personal trainer for him. You know, buy him more and special or good organic food. You know, there's a far better chance he's falling down in one of those two areas or his rest versus anything hormonal that he doesn't have. So with that, I'll turn it over to you, Carl. I am so I had this discussion with my son Chase when he was about 19 years old. Because some of his friends were buying stuff on the internet. They were yeah. buying some orals, and he was asking me about injectables. And I've always been straight with my son. I talked to him about tripping. I've talked to him about everything because I want him to come to me because I'll give him good information. And there was nothing I could say to him that wasn't untrue. Steroids work. They definitely build muscle. There's no doubt about it. They make you stronger. Uh, and they'll do that no matter what age you start using them. I said, but here's the thing that nobody tells you about them. Your balls are going to shrink. He went, what? I said, yeah. Your testicles are going to shrink. They're going to shrink to the size that they were when you were about six years old. And he goes to me, you're kidding. I says, no. Testicular atrophy is very, very common in young men who start using anabolic steroids, as well as old men who stay on them for a long time. I said, because you stop producing your own testosterone. So basically, your balls are on vacation. And when he heard that, he was like, oh, dude, man, I'm not going to F with those. I said, you know, when you're 50 years old and you've actually remained dedicated to training and now you're getting older and you can't make the gains anymore because, you know, you're older, then you get on and you stay on for the rest of your life because you've had your kids and – and right. at that age, you don't care if you have little balls anymore because you're not trying to parade them around in front of a bunch of girls on Saturday night. I right. says, but absolutely, your balls will shrink. And that was the one thing. That was the thing that made him go, oh, I'm not going to try that. Yeah, it's the truth too, right? Yes. I mean, look, they work. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. They'll make you bigger and stronger. 
And and if and if you want to be a pro bodybuilder, you're not worried about the testicular shrinkage. You don't even care. Right. And you can see, look, you can see when these guys get up there in their, their little skivvy trunks, you can see that there's very little going on in the in the package area anymore. Yeah. You can see it. And, and and so if you're a young guy, if you're 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, the reason you want muscle is because you want chicks to dig you. But then the nasty little secret is when you take your underwear off, they're like, hey, you don't have any balls, huh? Yeah, you get to the main event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's like picking up a hot chick and then she gets back to your apartment, takes her wig and her spanks off, and you go, Where'd the girl that I came here with go? <laughs> and you can bet they're telling all their friends. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's the that's the that's the deal breaker for most young guys. When you tell them that their balls are gonna shrink and they may not come back to normal size ever again. I know a lot of guys that did a couple cycles and they went on HCG, and they went on this, and they went on that, and their doctors were like, "No, nah, you pretty much messed up your uh, your HPT, and so you probably would have to be on testosterone therapy for the rest of your life, and your balls will continue to shrink until the day you die." Yeah, I'll close by saying this: I have more than one friend who got into steroids in their twenties, early twenties, and of course later on they married. And what does a woman want, of course? A kid. baby, yep. He was sterile. By that point in time, he was completely sterile, yep. and uh, there was nothing they could do. Spermatogenesis disrupted. Yep. Nick Zemanski says, I'm 18 years old. I've been training for at least two, at least two years. I made phenomenal progress. My bench press is 200 pounds, and I'm squatting and deadlifting nearly 500, all on a 5'7", 165-pound frame. Bravo, man. Bravo. Uh, what do I need to do to bench 300 and squat and deadlift 600? These gains I've made are mostly the result of linear periodization. Yeah, and linear periodization, that's a wonderful thing. And in some cases, it can be continued for very long periods of time. But like everything else, linear progression will fail with time. That's just the nature of the beast. Your body is wonderfully effective. And thank God at adaptation, right? It, it's it's a blessing in some cases, but it's kind of a curse in others. I feel pretty strongly that the best linear progression method is either straight five sets of five or some variation thereof. The reason being, it is so flexible. You know, different ways you can make progress. I've seen guys gain on it for years, literally years. At some point, though, the athlete will reason that he needs something new. Um, usually something that gets him right to his destination faster. So in that event, these are my go-to systems for strength. Loading pattern. You, you heard me talk about these for years. But it seems few people are listening. I've got seven of these now, most of which are automated in Excel. And with a click of a button, they tell you everything you need to do, from the weights to the reps to the sets. If you are not using them, well, quite frankly, you're not gaining as fast as you could be. Number two, west side barbell and conjugate periodization. If you haven't looked into this yet, um, you really need to. Now, you don't have to be a power lifter. That's, that's the dirty little secret, right? It's also the objection that I, I hear most frequently. Get the system, learn the system, and use the system. 
My one suggestion would be to start with slightly lower volume and frequency. Otherwise, you will get real strong real fast um, and build a heck of a lot of muscle using it. Number three, body weight exercises. Most people will scoff at body weight stuff, thinking it can't possibly get you strong. I'm, I'm telling you, you could not be more wrong. Note also, I am not talking about using body weight moves exclusively. But by incorporating body weight stuff that complements your weight training, you gain the best of both worlds. Four, heavy static holds. The carryover on these is only about five degrees you know, either way to your full range work. But that's not what we're using it for. You show me someone who regularly performs Top range rack pulls, okay, with 500 or more pounds in a static hold. And I will show you someone not only with a world-class central nervous system, but someone with traps up to their ears, a huge upper back, and a very hard physique. It's the best hardening movement I've ever come across. Every move, also understand this, and you, the, here, here's the proof. Every movement you perform after that heavy static hold feels like feathers. It's just something you need to experience to believe. Finally, getting your body weight up to at least 200 pounds would be a good idea. You know, if you peruse the, the powerlifting weight classes and their associated totals, you'll come to one undeniable conclusion. <laughs> Bigger guys are stronger, right? at least when it comes to those big barbell lifts. The weights super heavyweight lifters use is exponentially higher than the lightweights. And a big part of the reason is they're bigger. <laughs> That's why they have weight classes. It, it, it wouldn't be fair, at least in powerlifting. So those would be my four go-to methods for getting uh, bigger and stronger, at least training-wise. You would be wise to give one uh, at least, give each one at least a three-month three month run. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? You've re refreshed my memory about statics, and I have to start doing And You know what? I, I want to start doing more cardio yep. for a variety of reasons. And so I'm thinking I'm only going to actually train with weights maybe three days a week and spend the other three days a week doing cardio. And yep. I think to myself, you know, I'm going to do an upper and lower body three times a week yep. uh, or upper one day, lower the other day, upper one day. And then the next week start off with lower. So but yeah. I, I'm going to start adding uh, heavy rack pulls. I'm going to, I'm going to start adding heavy squat holds, just get under the bar and stand there with it. Maybe break my knees and straighten them out. People are going to think, Oh, what's this guy doing? He's an idiot. Yeah. But just, just to load the, the central nervous system. You're so right about this, how, how it actually causes you to be stronger. And it builds connective tissue, which is really important because sometimes the thing that's holding you back from getting that next lift, that weight that you're working is, is your body governor through proprioceptive uh, components knowing that you'll snap a, a, a tendon or a ligament. And so one of the things that builds uh, the soft tissue foundation is is heavy heavy holds like like uh like you're talking about yeah yep it, it's 
it, it, like I said before, it also builds a tremendous hard, hardening effect. That's the only way I can put it. Now, low body fat is largely a consequence of your diet. I'll give you that. But these movements, when you perform them, especially with the big monster weights that you can build up to, it just it builds this very dense, very hard muscle that seems to um, it come on quickly. That's the other thing with static. You're not going to believe how much poundage-wise you're able to jump from one workout to the next. Yeah. So. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with more of the Blueprint Power Hour. Stay tuned. Mitochondrial uncoupling is the holy grail of fat loss. Making mitochondria work harder raises body temperature and metabolic rate without the jitters of stimulants. Now there is an over-the-counter mitochondrial uncoupler that will let you shred your body down to the last pounds of body fat. It's Trojan Horse. This is the supplement breakthrough of the decade. Go to superhumanradio.com and click the Trojan Horse banner ad. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your order today. BlackstoneLabs.com. Trojan Horse. There are a few products that I believe in the way I believe in CanSee eye drops. I've been using CanSee for six months now, and the changes in my vision are nothing short of amazing. Wow, that's an old commercial. The truth is, I've been using CanSee eye drops for 11 years now, and I credit CanSee eye drops as being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at 58 years old. CanSee eye drops improve the quality and health of your eyes indefinitely. That's why I both use and endorse CanSee eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com and learn about how CanSee eye drops can improve the health of your eyes and the quality of your vision today. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000 or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon 1. Go to Redcon 1 That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. What if a sports nutrition company actually let you try all of their best products for free before you ever bought one? You'd be dreaming, right? Well, you're not dreaming. Head over to efxsports.com and grab their new sample kit that includes not one, not two, but six of their top sellers. That's right. Six different samples of their top sellers sent out to you immediately to try. Just cover a small shipping and handling fee, and they're on their way to you. See for yourself why EFX Sports has taken the industry by storm and why so many athletes worldwide depend on their products, dominate their competition safely and legally. Head over to EFXSports.com right now and click the EFX Sample Kit in the online store and get your free kit today. Once again, that's EFXSports.com. Hey, this is Carl. Start your day just like I do with a high-dose lipospheric vitamin C from Live On Labs. You, too, can benefit from Live On Labs' lipospheric delivery system. 
No more pills or powders. That's outdated technology. Live On Labs has the world's most efficient vitamin delivery system, period. Learn a lot more today at liveonlabs.com and benefit from their new reduced pricing. That's liveonlabs.com, L-I-V-O-N, labs.com. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. Don't hate us because we feel good. Welcome back to the Blueprint Power Hour. Power Hour. So the Blueprint Tip of the Day is an important one. Yeah, and it's about Superman, greed, and kryptonite. How the mighty recently fell, and I mean hard. For those unfamiliar, you right, you should know this. You, you damage muscle tissue when training. Now, that damage is part of the natural process your body goes through insofar as getting bigger and stronger. You, so you tear down a certain amount of muscle, and then time and nutrients from your diet repair and rebuild it, ideally bigger and better than before. That's the idea. Along the way, things can go wrong. Things like rhabdomyolysis. Essentially, rhabdo is when too much damage occurs, toxic levels of something called creatine kinase build up in the bloodstream. And your kidneys can't excrete it fast enough. They get overwhelmed, and you start to go into kidney failure. If CK levels get too high and you don't get medical attention in time, you can have full-blown kidney failure and die. I've been in this situation probably half a dozen times, but it's been different every time. And believe me, I'm trying to learn from it. So it pays to understand how it occurred, and even more importantly, how to prevent it in the future. So on Wednesday, July 11th, I went into the gym for a push-pull workout. First couple sets of dumbbell presses, something didn't feel right. right? I had that tugging I spoke to earlier in my pec delt tie-in. On the first set, I got to the second rep, and I, I felt something go, and I stopped immediately. I moved on to pull-ups, and when I felt it there again, just with body weight only, my warm-up, I terminated the workout. The next day, I did sled sprints, uh, and then Friday the 13th was just neck, calves, and abs, and I took the weekend off. On Monday, July 16th, I went in to just one more workout, I told myself, I just want to get this next squat workout done. So I go in to train legs. Right away, I could tell something was really wrong. I was dramatically weaker than normal. And when I say dramatically, I mean weights I got with ease for five, six, seven reps the week before. I was barely eking out one rep. I cut the squats, and I performed just two sets of glute ham raises and I finished the workout with a brisk walk on the treadmill. That was it. I went home. I ate dinner. I wrote the blueprint tip of the day for today's show. More on that later. And then I went to jujitsu class. After that, I came home and went right to bed. 
The next day, Tuesday the 17th, I woke up and I couldn't tell you who the president was. Even though I was that delirious, I had a sense of what was going on because it's happened to me before. By the grace of God, I managed to squeeze a one-word text off to my wife, Rabdo. She came home immediately. She's dealt with this before, unfortunately. She found me in an unconscious state and brought me directly to the ER. Now, if you recall creatine kinase, when I mentioned it before, normal levels are between 0 and 310. When she got me to the ER, my CK was 2,500 and change. According to the doctors, I was in kidney failure, and they immediately started IV fluids. Um, later that day, much later, I was starting to come around, and as I did, I began to think about my situation. Why does this keep happening to me? Because the squat workout I had performed wasn't anything earth-shattering. Okay, I've lifted more weight for more reps plenty of times before. What happened and what could I do to avoid it in the future? Right? Those are the big questions I needed answers on. After a lot of consideration, I think I know what happened. It wasn't any one particular workout, although that can be the case for some people. No. What happened to me happened because I got greedy. So let me explain what that means. I, against my own advice, had not taken a week off in a long time. Why? Because every time I set foot in the gym, I was lifting more weight or getting more reps or both. I felt like King Kong. And against my own advice, I kept putting a week off off. Now, I try to listen carefully to what the weights are telling me, and up until just recently, they told me I was Superman. They tried telling me something wasn't right during that July 11th workout with my pec delt issue. They tried telling me again on the 16th with an alarmingly weak squat workout, but by that time, it was too late. I didn't act fast fast enough in taking time off, and I almost paid the ultimate price for it. Thank God I have my wife. There are all sorts of other things I could blame this on. Things the doctors told me, like, uh, you know, you're a big guy, you've got more muscle than the average person, so you're more susceptible to muscle breakdown and large amounts of it. That's an easy thing to believe, you know, if you're a big, strong guy and you want to continue thinking you're a big, strong guy. Or it may have been something I was taking, either over-the-counter or prescription. It doesn't matter. The truth is I wasn't taking anything I hadn't already been taking for a while. No, the truth is this. I got greedy, and I wanted more. Too much has never been enough for me in anything in my life. And that's a lot more likely explanation for what happened than anything else I could come up with. And I'm telling you as much here for one simple reason. I don't want anyone to go through what I did. Forget about what I went through, what I put my wife through, 
and what she helped keep from the rest of my family and my precious son. They don't listen to us anyway. <laughs> they just dismiss me and everything else I do, this unsavory weightlifting stuff. But here's the bottom line, okay? The next time you're feeling like Superman, I want you to remember this. You're not, at least not for long. There may be, there will likely be warning signs that your personal kryptonite is lays ahead. And you may only get one chance, like I did. Don't wait until it's too late. Take that time off now. Because in the end, greed fails even the greedy, <laughs> if you think about it. Now, here's, here's the ironic uh, twist to this. I originally wrote the blueprint tip of the day after that squat workout, but before going to jiu-jitsu. I wrote it on the Monday night, the 16th. Um, and the tip of the day was, signs it's time for a deload. So I recognized, hey, man, it's time. You've got to back off. Unfortunately, it was already too late. It was already too late. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. It, it is, and it can, it can really sneak up on you. You know, those are the only two signs that I got, really. Um, but I have been training for months and months and months on end uh, to build myself bigger and stronger after the shoulder surgery. And uh, there is no known diagnostic for it. You know, I, w I look, you know, I, I, I'd like to be able to use urinary testing strips for creatine kinase, I think that might be a good idea. Well, is it creatine kinase or creatinine that is a sign of muscle breakdown? I think it's creatinine. No, it's CK. Okay. It's creatine kinase, okay. yeah. Okay. Not, not to say that creatinine can't be elevated too. Right, right. But um, interestingly enough, as I queried the doctors, there is no threshold level of CK where rhabdo begins or, or regular workouts end and rhabdo begins. Uh, they as much as admitted that. Don't believe your own hype. As soon as you start believing your own hype, you're cooked. It is just a matter of time. From now on, for me, every fourth week gets taken off altogether. I like that. Not going in there to do just little muscle groups, legs, you know, legs or, uh, excuse me, calves, neck or abs. Off means off. You know, some brisk. Remember, walk. remember, Paul Cribb used to talk about that back in the day on AST research. Oh yeah, he said, young guys once every eight weeks and older guys once every four weeks. Right. Just take the week off. And you know what? The the ironic thing is, like I said before, in one of the answers that I gave. You're only going to be stronger for it. I mean, literally, you're only going to be strong. Come on, how much are you going to lose in seven days? Your mind may play tricks on you. Oh, my God, I'm getting smaller. Well, just take a tape measure. Get some baseline measurements. You'll if, you're, if you're eating right, you're going to get bigger. Right, exactly. You'll be bigger and stronger. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And and obviously this kind of fits right into the whole early discussion about how do you know when you're overtrained, 
Right. You know, I mean, it's just, it, you know, we, we keep talking about how powerful exercise is as a form of medicine. Well, you know, too much medicine can kill you. Yeah, and that's another thing. You know, they, um, you would think, given the severity of this, you know, people can actually can and do die from it when they don't receive treatment, that some sort of urinary testing strip or home diagnostic would be available. Instead, you know what they just came out with? A urinary testing for if your kid is using Kratom. Huh, that yeah, that's important. Yeah, right, exactly. That's important, but not these other very serious medical conditions that even the medical community admits they don't have parameters for. It's just I want to I want to just close the show by doing a little rant about Planet Fitness. Yeah, please. Do. So this morning Planet Fitness there was a funny article um I think it was someplace in Connecticut where a guy went into Planet Fitness, took all his clothes off, and started like pose, doing yoga poses and stuff. And of course, they kicked him out because the guy's an idiot. Yeah. And you know, the guy said, "Oh, I thought this was a judgment-free zone." And 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 public nudity has nothing to do with being a judgment-free zone. You get kicked out of any gym if you get naked and try to work out. Yeah. So I don't slight Planet Fitness on that, but it does bring Planet Fitness back into uh, the spotlight for me. Because over the past couple years, so many people have been asked to leave Planet Fitness, either because they were showing too much muscle, guys and girls, they were training too hard, um, they were lifting too much weight, or they were making noises while they were working out that someone else perceived as grunting or straining, right? So you're not allowed to strain, you're not allowed to display anything that looks like muscle. You're not allowed to train too hard. You're not allowed to lift too much weight. In fact, they even restrict the number of plates now that you're allowed to deadlift. Think about that. So the gym tells you, even though you can deadlift 500 pounds, the most you can deadlift is 315 or 225. I forget what it was. They have this rule now. So I, I know in the one up here, they ban deadlifting altogether. There you go. I mean, it, it's just... so. So Planet Fitness builds themselves as the judgment-free zone. And they're the only gym that does judge their members. Because you can go into any gym in the world and deadlift or not deadlift. You can go to any gym in the world and grunt or not grunt. You can go to any gym in the world and wear a uh, you know cut-off shorts and uh, a muscle T-shirt or go in in sweats from neck to ankles, and nobody says anything. You can go into any gym and grunt. You can go into any gym and sweat profusely. You can go into any gym and push yourself harder and harder. Those are the judgment-free zones. That's where they're not judging you if you're fat. They're not judging you if you're muscular. The problem with the whole concept of Planet Fitness is it preys upon a group of people who don't want to be reminded that they're fat asses and that they're out of shape and that they really have no intentions of pushing harder. They just want to go in and make believe they're training and go home and they don't want to feel guilty for that by looking at you, evidence of what training really does. So, in fact, Planet Fitness is the only gym in America that discriminates against their members. Now, think about this. Imagine a, an average gym, just uh, pick a powerhouse gym somewhere in the country, yep. 
and a guy walks in there, he's 350 pounds, and they say, I'm sorry, you're going to have to leave because you're so fat, you're making all the other members uncomfortable. The evening news, uh, the, the liberal heart, uh, not liberal heart, the, the bleeding heart uh, people would come out and say, that's disgusting. How can you discriminate against somebody because they're fat? So Planet Fitness discriminates against people who are fit, who have yep. worked hard to achieve a certain body type and, and be fitness. This is discrimination. This is discrimination. If, you, if they discriminated because you're black or you're Puerto Rican, if they discriminated because you're Muslim or you're Catholic, if they discriminated because you're fat, if they discriminated because you were, you, you were gay, they would be out of business. But because there's hatred by the majority of Americans today who don't do anything but sit on a couch, for people who do train hard and work hard to stay healthy and fit, that it's acceptable to discriminate against this group of people. Right. This is bigotry. This is discrimination. But yet it goes completely unnoticed. And more importantly, it goes completely unpunished. Okay. And I am waiting for a law firm that understands that I have a right to go and lift what I can lift. If you sell me a gym membership, you should not force me to train the way everybody else trains. Yeah. I should be able I'm waiting for a law firm to file a class action lawsuit against the discriminatory practice, the blatantly in your face discriminatory practices of Planet Fitness. When will we have justice? When will people stop fit shaming? You can't fat shame. You can't racially shame. You can't uh, 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 sexual preference shame. But it's okay to fit shame anybody who looks like that they train. And it's time. You know what? If you allow any kind of discrimination occur in this country, then let all of it occur. All of it. Because discrimination and shaming is discrimination and shaming. And there aren't people in this population who, well, they deserve to be discriminated. Look at, look at how muscular and ripped he is. He she deserves it. Look how hard her body is and her muscles. She deserves to be discriminated. No one deserves to be discriminated against. When will someone, when will some law firm come forth and file a class action lawsuit on behalf of all the members of Planet Fitness once and for all and shut them down? Shut them down. Yeah. Because they are blatant discrimination in America where we shouldn't have discriminatory pro- policies. Right. They, the, the only problem is people that are in shape or weightlifters are not a quote-unquote protected class of people. No, no, they are protected. They are protected as human beings in this culture. I disagree with you completely. And they're not all weightlifters. Some of them are moms who just like to, they, they want to be ripped and they want to look good. And some of them are dads who want, you know, just want to stay in great shape because they make better negotiators in the boardroom. They're not all weightlifters. Uh, no, to, no. To that, you know, I mean. I meant from a legal perspective. No, there, there are 50 million fit consumers in America today. Yep. Fit consumers are anybody who goes to the gym at least three times a week and plays a sport whenever possible and focuses on health through exercise. They're called fit consumers in the U.S. I have the study, 50.5 million. That is a pretty big friggin' group of people that yeah. are being discriminated against today. No, I agree. There's no question about and it. And I want I, there's got to be an attorney 
or someone in our audience who knows an attorney that would be willing to do this because it needs to be done once and for all? Yeah, I, I've experienced discrimination based upon the fact that, you know, I, I look like a weightlifter, I guess. Um, and that happened in the corporate world. You know, there was a, a, a comment. I was up for was posting for some new position, and there was a comment made that um, we, we don't need uh, we don't need any meatheads in this department. So you know what does that tell you? you just imagine if that was said about you know a black person or a woman. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the interesting thing about all of it. So Kirkland Warletti just texted me and he said that's really a, a shame because Mike Katz from Pumping Iron owns Planet Fitness. Mike Katz also came out later in his career and demonized anabolic steroids for killing everybody. Another, you know, another low-hanging fruit lie that we just talked, we just addressed it a little while ago. And Chris Bell did the great job addressing it uh, in Bigger, Faster, Stronger, Bigger, Stronger, Faster. That, is, that really, is that really true? He, he's a, I don't know. That's what Kirkland just said. He's the owner of, of, uh, of Planet Fitness. God, if that's the case, the man has sold his soul. Yeah, exactly. He did. He, you know, he, he, because he, he knows. Look, whoever started Planet Fitness didn't start it because they wanted to help people get in shape. They started it because they knew there was a group of people out there who really didn't feel comfortable going to gyms and training hard and making progress, but they wanted to have a gym membership because it absolves their conscience that they are doing something, and so they give them a gym membership for nine dollars a month. They never cancel. But they never go to the gym, or when they do go to the gym, they go on donut night so that, that, that after they do their cardio, they're going to have a bunch of donuts and they feel guilt-free. Planet Fitness is a gym that panders to people who are going down the path of illness and putting a greater stress on our economy and our medical system because they care nothing about their health. Otherwise, they would go to a gym where they'd meet a trainer and he'd help them get stronger and leaner and more muscular. I agree 100%. You put it perfectly. They pander to the lowest common denominator, and then they get the LCD on, uh, on 9 or 10 bucks a month. And they, they, here's the insidious part. And I had a manager of a Planet Fitness tell me this month. He said, we count on the fact that 90% of the people that sign up around the new year don't come back. Yes. Don't come back in 90 days. Don't last 90 days. Yes, of course, because they can sell so many more memberships because what they do is they have to show the number of people in the gym at certain hours of the day to justify their membership group, that they're not overselling memberships. And right. so they love, the, they love the, the person who really doesn't care about training but just doesn't want to feel like a fat slob. So they say, oh, well, I have a gym membership. And I go, oh, I go to the gym once a week. He's not. He's not the overall owner. My bad. He yeah. he owns five of them. Okay, so I I, I take it back. I take no. it back. He owns five of them. Yeah, but still, that's pretty insidious, don't you think? Well, I mean, the guy's looking to make money. He he he's abandoned his physical culture roots, and he's just looking to make money. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. No, that's not someone I want to associate myself with. Well, I, I was. I was. I think he came out a while back and was like really. Um, really, really calling out anabolic steroids, and you know, and it's just, it just, it just, it's you know, when somebody is 
it isn't relevant anymore and they want to make themselves relevant, they say the craziest stuff. That's right. that's that's how America works. So. Yep. Well, perfectly put. I agree 100%. Well, that's it for today's show. we got a great show tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to really have an amazing show. Listen to this, Rob. So everybody takes credit for uh, being the keto guy. Oh, well, I, I brought – I talked about keto 10 years ago. I talked about keto. So – and now we have the emergence of the carnivore diet. And everybody's like, oh, you know, this guy is the carnivore diet leader. And, you know, they got keto dude and they got – the carnivore guy and all. So two scientists back in the early 50s published studies that we can attribute both the keto diet to and the carnivore diet to. They were doctors Keckwick and Dr. Pawan, and they published studies that showed that if you eat your calories from 90% fat or 90% protein or 90% carbohydrates, some amazing things happen. They took women of a certain age, they put them on an isocaloric diet, everybody was eating the same calories. The isocaloric diet was based on uh, the general activity levels and resting uh, perceived resting energy rates of the women. They were given a diet that everyone should have lost some weight. The three groups, 80% from carbohydrates was the only group that actually gained fat. The group that ate 80% of their calories from fat lost the most quote-unquote weight. The group that ate 80% protein lost the most body fat and gained the most muscle. So everybody jumped on the keto bandwagon because ultimately that group had the most significant decline in overall weight on a scale. But they didn't look at the protein high-protein diet because that's really the magic one. Because not only did that group lose fat, but they replaced it with muscle. So their overall net loss wasn't as good as the high-fat diet, but they built muscle on the diet. So, of course, they didn't weigh as little. Wow. So Zad Chow is coming on the show tomorrow. And we are going to talk about this study. Because these are the two doctors that should be thanked. And these dietary approaches should be attributed to. Because they published the, sh- the studies that showed that they worked back in the 50s. No one knows who they are. Only people that know, oh, Jimmy Moore and, you know, and, and, and Dr. Sean, uh, uh, um, why can't I think of his last name right now? But you get it. There's the, there's the emergence of people who are taking credit and leading the charge. And these two doctors are really the ones that need to be credited for the understanding of these a high-protein or high-fat diets. And they'll finally get that credit on SHR. That's right. We're going to give them credit. Doctors Keckwick and Pawan. So tune in tomorrow. That'll be after uh, Science for Humans. Sean Sean Baker. I couldn't think of his name. I'm sorry. All right, so there you go. Uh, We're always uh, doing things different than all the other podcasts out there. I can tell you that. I take credit for nothing. I've done nothing. (laughs) I'm like Schultz on, on Hogan's Heroes. I do nothing. I see nothing. I hear nothing. Remember Schultz? Oh, I remember Schultz. Yeah. I know nothing. I see nothing. All right. Well, that's it for today. Thanks for being here, brother. Okay. Thanks, We'll see everybody tomorrow. Tune in.